but I tell you, don't underestimate strength. It's even more after 50, it's more important than aerobics. And uh, you really got to take care of that. Most people know what they should be doing. They just don't do it. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today we go behind the scenes with Lee Cockerell, our guest in show 525 just prior to this show. Lee spent 10 years as executive vice president of Disney, where he was in charge of the entire magical kingdom, many resort properties, and 40,000 employees. He gave us a great message. Don't miss that interview. Today, we walk through his habits for success, going over the seven spokes in the Ziggler wheel of life. Some highlights. He works to maintain the same weight that he was in the army at the age of 20. Today, he's 74. He has a Starbucks decaf every day. Uh, He's on no medication, great blood pressure. He spends a lot of time with family and stresses to his employees to never miss family events or family in general, even for work. He views his brain as having malleable software and works with experts to help him manage and succeed. He grew up poor, feels that that hardwires the brain. And today he's still frugal driving a decade old car and relies on his financial advisors. Spiritually, he says, I need to do some work. Uh, He's had some rough times and has felt like sometimes he's been the bad guy and he wants to always be becoming a better person. He built his career on discipline and empathy and admits he loves public speaking because he needs the people clap. You can get Lee's four books, his online time management course, and subscribe to Lee's Creating Disney Magic podcast at LeeCockerell.com. That's C-O-C-K-E-R-E-L-L. So if you're ready, let's come and get inspired and equipped. All right, Lee. Well, here we talk about the habits, the Ziggler wheel of life and the seven spokes of success. And you hit on some of those in our prior show and you actually talked a good bit, uh, or alluded to at least about just the, the value, the necessity of physical health, uh, always, but I think you are also referring somewhat to later in life and some of your own journey. So I'm, I'm eager to hear that. We'll dive in right there. Tell us what you're doing. What are your habits? in your physical, the physical realm of your life? Yeah, well, I think it all comes back to that time management, keeping your life under control. So, and as far as my health, I I tell people I weigh exactly what I did when I got out of the Army when I was 20. And uh, I do that on purpose. I watch it very carefully because I know getting overweight can really become a problem for your health. I work out almost every day on a Stairmaster. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have strength training twice a week with a trainer I go to. And people say, well, what do you do strength training for? And I said, because I don't want to fall and break a hip because uh-huh. I'm in that ozone, that obituary zone. <laughs> you know, break a hip, it's the beginning of the end. And you can bone density. This yeah. is a big deal. And most people that need it are people that are above 50. You start losing bone density and then you make that fall and you break your femur, you break a hip. And so I do that. And uh, so I'm in good shape. I, uh, I'm 74 years old and I'm going crazy and (laughs) I can still bring my 12 foot ladder in the house and change light bulbs. And, but I tell you, don't underestimate strength. It's even more after 50, it's more important than aerobics. And uh, you really got to take care of that. It's in the abdominal. I mean, it's uh, core. It's, we all know that, but we kind of ignore it and uh, you're going to pay for that. It's not going to be fun. You're going to be in a wheelchair or a walker and you longer than you want to. So that's my story. And my grandkids adore me. They don't want me to die yet. So I have to take care of myself. Hey, that I understand. I, I understand that. Not as much as you do, but I'm, I'm hitting that spot now. What about on the nutritional side, just diet wise? Yeah, I, I uh, actually, I go to Starbucks every morning and have one cup of decaf coffee. <laughs> then I come home and I usually have some fruit and a couple pieces of toast. I try to eat a salad for lunch. There's so many great places today. I go to a place called Freshies. I go to Whole Foods where they have a salad bar. I do that. And uh, I'm just pretty careful. And then I just keep, I get my physical twice a year, actually. I see my doctor twice a year. I just got the blood work this morning. Make sure everything's okay. I see all my doctors. I just got a cataract removed. I saw that doctor yesterday. I uh, see my heart specialist, make sure I'm doing okay. I check, I just check them off, you know, and it's really your health appointments, your medical appointments. And I guess I'm a good patient because I do what the doctor tells me Mm. and uh, I don't take any medication. So, uh, so far, so good. You know, my blood pressure is good. I pay attention to that. Uh, Most people know what they should be doing. They just don't do it. So (laughs) there you go. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how about on the family side and you have talked with uh, adoration. I can hear in your voice about your family. What do you do? What are the, the proactive, the intentional things that you do to keep your family life well, your relationships well? Well, even when I was working all those years, and it's a tough business, the hotel and entertainment business, and I was working a lot. I go to work six in the morning, get home at seven at night after going to the gym for an hour before I came home. And But I didn't do anything else after that. But I spent the weekend with my wife, and we'd go to lunch or go antiquing or do whatever she wanted to do. And, uh, I, with my son too, I talked to him once about it and I said, Daniel, uh, did you ever realize I was traveling all week? And he said, no, because I talked to him every night. Mm-hmm. I made sure I was home on Friday for his football game. I was at every event. I flew back from Japan once to be at his last football game. And, um, I figure after they're 13, they don't care if you're there or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I spent a lot of time with my family. We do everything. Our grandkids all grew up a mile from us. Uh, we spend all the times together. We have dinner together on Sunday night. Uh, I'm available for them 24 seven. They know it. 
and uh, it's been fun. My grandkids are 22, 19, and 16 now, so uh, uh, they have lots of concerns sometimes they want to talk about. It's easier to talk to your grandparents because we know everything. Yeah, of course. So, there you go. Well, that's interesting. In our last show with you, just from a customer service standpoint, we talked a lot about what you just spoke there, that you also embrace your family of always being available. Uh, it's interesting to see that thread come along here that even as you are working a lot, admittedly and, and traveling, is that something that was a priority? Did it ever come into play with your associates that, uh, you're you know, in a sense, family, family first to a degree? Well, I think I set the right message. My I, Everybody that worked with me knew that they can go. I always told them, don't you ever miss anything that your kid's uh, involved in, the little play on the first grade or where they're supposed to be singing at Christmas. You always go to those things. Never let me find out you didn't take care of your family first. When I did that, they saw I did it. They knew they could do it. They were happier. And I know a lot of people just stay at work and miss uh, in, important things. It's unbelievable what people miss. And I don't want to ever be responsible for that. And so, uh, no, I, I really encourage, we got, you got to have a life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the most important thing is that first grade when your little son's supposed to be singing Christmas carols and none of the kids sing, but you got to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. take the pictures. You got to, and they want to see you. They want to see mom and dad out in that audience. You're building them up mm-hmm. and, uh, tell them how great they were. And, uh, all those things matter. Yeah, you're you're putting the right software in their brain instead of the wrong stuff. So, and you know, I have a big problem because I suffered from pretty high anxiety and depression a few years ago when my wife almost died. She two years she went through bad health issue and it was close call. But wow. I ended up with uh, depression. I ended up with anxiety. Had to get treated. And it turns out the psychiatrist told me, Lee. I said, why did I get depressed? I'm under stress my whole life. He said, business stress is one thing, but you cannot handle personal things. If you think your wife or your grandkids are going to get in trouble or die, or, and I know that now. I mean, I know that. I guess maybe that's why I spend so much time with my family. I, it's really the center of our, our life and my life because business is no big deal. But, and I think that's because the way I grew up, uh, kind of disruptive and, and uh and uh, my grandmother was my rock and uh, I got taken away from her when I was little. And the doctor told me that's a form of abandonment when you're mm-hmm. two or three years old. And then when you thought your wife was going to die, that was another form of abandonment and your brain came rushing back and put you into this state of anxiety and depression and you were losing control because I'm a control person too. So all those, and the stock market went down to 6,000. So <laughs> I was in triple jeopardy. Yeah. And, uh, so I've really learned now how to handle that better. I do a lot of meditation and a lot of exercise and I still see a psychiatrist. I still take the medication cause I don't want to end up back there again. And, uh, I had to pay a lot of attention to that. Those things that are up in your brain, you don't realize they're there and they come back and haunt you and you don't even know how they got there. Might've happened when you were two years old. You don't remember how you were treated or spoken to who knows, but, uh, it's up there. We all have issues. Well, we do. So, okay. That's, I'm curious there. Our, our next spoke is mental and how you keep well and healthy and, and, and in your mental edge. And, uh, you talked there about, you know, the software in our brains and then also talking about the relevance of tragedy and trauma and how that plays in and those, uh, that hardwiring in essence. And so I, you know, you right there, yeah. you talked about, you were 
taken away from a grandmother at an early age. And that, that left some hardwiring in there. Your it came back when your wife then almost passed away. And now you're seeing, I, I appreciate that you're seeing, you said you have a, a psychologist or, or therapist that you're consistently seeing. Uh, what, so tell yeah, us about I the mental I really side. get the mental part now. I didn't yeah. understand that. You know what I used to think about depressed people? Huh. I, I thought used to think, what's their problem? Why don't they pull themselves together? Boy, did I learn a good lesson. And when I had it, I stopped speaking. I quit all my work and I started doing meditation every morning. I saw a psychologist on Mondays. I saw a psychiatrist every two weeks. I did acupuncture on Wednesdays. I exercised every day. I, my new job was to get better because you got to fight it. You can't, and you need to get help because when you have it, you don't want to do anything. I mean, it's like you sit on the couch and it's horrible. I didn't even care if I saw my grandkids. That's how bad it was. And I never want to go back there again. Yeah. So I think a lot about how to, I quit drinking caffeine. I quit watching any cat TV that was violent. I started staying. I quit watching the news. I said, we started watching Andy Griffin. <laughs> that was much more, yeah. better than CNN. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just put ourselves in a different place to relax. And uh, I took the sugar out of my diet because that, that's bad for anxiety, as is caffeine, as diet sodas. So I really got smarter about what's affecting my brain. And I, I could see a change as I went through those diet changes and, and routine changes. And I think most people out there, if they'll get involved in this, they can fix the number of ex- people under anxi- anxiety today in the U.S. is record levels. I mean, it's way up there. And it's going to get worse, I think. Goodness. Well, our next one's financial, though. I want to take just a second to thank the sponsors who helped bring us this show today. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. 
Air Doctor. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Lee, the next one here is financial. And obviously you have achieved a great level of financial success. So if there's things that you're doing today that are part of your healthy habits, your finances, or even the things that you did back, back in past days that helped lead to the financial success that you have today, what are the habits that you instilled there? Well, part of it's a problem because I grew up poor and then my mother was always worried about money and that goes up there in your hardwired brain too. Mm -hmm. So, but we were frugal, my wife and I, we, uh, didn't need all the big stuff. We had cities we lived in. We didn't even have a car and went, took public transportation. Currently today, my wife's driving her car, which is, uh, let's see, uh, 10 years old and mine is 11 because hmm. uh, we don't need those things to let anybody know who we are. Now, she won't let me park at the driveway. She said it's too beat up. I have to put it in the back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're just very frugal. I have two financial advisors. I separated them my investments into two so I could watch how each one took it on. I have a good tax accountant that advises me on what to do, not do. And uh, we don't have any debt. We have always lived frugally and, uh, and, uh, but we do have the things, you know, we like to travel. So we would spend our money on travel before a new car probably Mm -hmm. and go to new places. We just went to Russia and Hong Kong, Thailand and all these places. And I learned a lot doing that. And, uh, so we just, uh, I think I, one thing I've done is to trust my financial advisors. I've known one of them for 30 years and the other one for about 15. I trust them. They take care of me. We have ups and downs in the market. I don't ever take any money out of the market. And, uh, a lot of people sell when the market went down in 87, 500 points. A lot of my friends sold everything and came rushing back and, uh, Oh, seven, oh, eight, the market went down to 6,000 and now it's at almost 25,000 and a lot of people sold back then. And, uh, you got to have people advising you that you trust because, uh, if it probably was up to me, I would have done the same thing, but they, they, I trusted them and they said, Nope, just leave it alone. let it go. And so those have X ex- again, I just keep going back, have experts helping you. Yeah. That'll help your confidence. Well, next spoke is spiritual. So that aspect of your life, I know you mentioned meditation, if that's a part of it, but what do you do? What are the, what are your habits on that side of that, that side of the world? Well, you know, that's one I need to get more work on. I, I really, when I went through with my wife and then another time we had some other issues and I ended up with anxiety a second time. And I must say, uh, 
I questioned my spiritual beliefs sometimes during that period. It was the roughest time I've ever been through in my life and many of the things have happened in our life. But eventually, you know, I, I come back around to I need to believe and I need to to not blame anybody else. And I need to uh, I think about that a lot. I think every I must say I used to be a bad guy, kind of. I didn't treat people very well. I wake up every morning now and try to think, how can I be a better person? And how can I go out and help make somebody's day? And how can I help somebody today? And uh, whoever it is, I meet with somebody almost every morning, whether it's just some kid that wants to talk to me or somebody needs some help, uh, needs some encouragement, or they need some and friends who needed some money. We gave them because they were in a tough time and, I used to be the taker. Now I think I'm the giver and hopefully I'm making a difference in people's lives that way. Well, absolutely. You're giving us your message. That's why we're here today with the next one here, career. And you have a book. I got it sitting in front of me, career magic. (laughs) Obviously you got a few things there, but you know, in looking at your career and the trajectory of where you've been, what are some things that you've done in the past and, and maybe do so now as well, just to keep things fit in your career world. Well, I would tell anybody listening out there, I'll guarantee you the number one thing I think is without a doubt, the reason I was successful and the reason they will be is attitude. I have a great attitude. And now I also said, when you don't have a college degree, you better have a good attitude. People will help you. They like you. They, If you're available and you do whatever needs to be done and you take on the hard work, attitude is everything. And then uh, I think the other side is this discipline, you know, uh, being organized enough that I can take on whatever they give me, I can get it done, whether I get it done or I get somebody to do it, but they will, it will be a finished and discipline and empathy, I think are two of the big things to make you successful and for you to be able to live with yourself, the discipline to do the hard things, get the right things done and the empathy to understand where people are coming from and how you can uh, step in and, everybody's different and you can't treat everybody the same and you got to understand those things. So discipline and empathy uh, has helped my career dramatically. I think probably the main reasons. And uh, I guess the third part is I really kind of, I'm very curious. I love to learn. I didn't now it's funny in high school. I didn't like to learn. I did terrible. I I don't even think I took my books home. I remember nothing about school. I mean, it was like a joke, but then all of a sudden I got out in the workforce and got exposure and experience and, people started showing me how to do things. And then I, back in the sixties, I was listening to tapes, you know, and now of course today with the internet from YouTube channel, I can take any course I want. And I still like to do that because uh, even when I go to give speeches, I try to go the day before so I can sit in all day in the speech and learn what they're talking about, whatever. I was just with the sheriffs of Florida the other day, all the sheriffs in Florida had a meeting. I went early so I could sit in. It was very interesting what they were talking about, about crisis management and about all this kind of stuff going on now with the public not being happy with the police. And, and so I walk out of there, I gave my speech, I got paid and uh, I learned a lot. Yeah. People have opportunities to do this every day, get more exposure, quit sitting at home on the couch, watching uh, the real housewives. <laughs> Absolutely. So are you telling us you were executive vice president of Disney without a college degree? I was. And boy, is that a miracle? <laughs> <laughs> well, you make me feel better. I'm one of those guys too. I, uh, I barely made it out of high school and don't remember much of it. So, uh, yeah. so, so thank you. We're part of the club. Hey, last one here then is personal and you just, what do you do for, for you? 
just to fulfill yourself. You talked, you mentioned travel. So I'm assuming that's a big part of it, which goes in line with your vocation as it has been. But uh, yeah, so what are some of the things there? Well, the personal things in my life are kind of in this order is I love to be around my grandkids. So we go to to Boulder to visit our granddaughters in college, and we go to Miami to visit our grandson. They'll all be here tomorrow. I think she's getting in today. Uh, We like to travel, and we have friends all over the world. We like to go there and be with them. Often we travel with friends. Just came back from a river cruise uh, in Hungary and and, the Czech Republic with some friends. And frankly, I like public speaking and giving seminars. Somebody said, why? I said, because people clap. (laughs) <laughs> I want to be loved and they like me. And, uh, when I play golf, nobody claps. So I quit playing golf. And uh, so I like what I'm doing. I, I do it for free all the time. I don't charge the military. I went to Baghdad during the war and did 13 seminars during the Iraqi war with the general. I, I do it for free for military. I just did three with different sheriff's departments. Uh, I mean, it's just fun because then they call me up and say, wow, we never thought of that. Could you help us? And I said, sure, why not? I could sit at home and watch TV or I can go help somebody. (laughs) And then occasionally people pay me (laughs) and that's even better. Well, thank you for being here and helping us today. I appreciate you didn't charge me. Thank you, Lee. I'll take that into account. (laughs) And uh, I just appreciate your gift and for taking us behind the scenes. Uh, It's a gift. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. So I'm wondering what habit did you resonate with? What inspired you? Uh, Let Lee and the Ziegler team know by leaving a review in iTunes. That's a great way to thank us. Well, you can get, again, Lee's four books, the online time management course, and subscribe to Lee's Creating Disney Magic podcast at LeeCockerell.com. That's C-O-C-K-E-R-E-L-L. Coming up next in show 527, we ask about your reality. Is it real or is it only as you perceive it to be and can you alter it right now? Are you limiting yourself and merely need a paradigm shift to dramatically catapult your life for the better in a short amount of time? This is somewhat a continuation of show 524, where we listen to a clip from Zig Ziglar on our true potential. If you missed that, go listen to it. It's show 524. Today, coming from that same message from Zig, I asked on my Agent K. Miller Facebook page, do you believe reality is in fact real, that it is concrete and black and white, or do you believe reality is what we make of it? The Facebook comments really brought up some interesting perspectives on this. Michelle Prince and I took you, took you through them, uh, walked through them in hopes of helping us all alter what we perceive as our reality. And I'll tell you, it really brought up some interesting things I had not for one thought about before and it points a lot to changing our beliefs well till then thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together